Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguain. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. As you can see, we have a brand new set. Ah, super excited. We, uh, I was able to you know, put the grass on the wall, frame it properly, and I actually found all my medals when I went on my trip to Quebec for uh, Ironman, martial arts, basketball, every freaking sport I've ever done. They're all on, on this wall right here. So today, as you saw by the title, it's going to be a little bit of a story time. So this is a story of how I lost 50 pounds in three months. And then I gained it all back in one month after. So this is a story of my first ever bodybuilding prep. So you guys that, that didn't know that, I did compete in bodybuilding once in my life because I wanted to um, experience experience that, uh, what it was like to go to like three, 4% body fat and to step on stage and get all tanned up and get all dehydrated. Um, it wasn't that great of an experience, which is the reason that I've never done it uh, again after. But this experience really marked me and is one of the core reasons why I coached the way that I coach, because that was such a bad experience for me that I never wanted other people to have to go through that when they lost the weight. And there's so many psychological um, side effects that came from that that I want to share with you that you can easily prevent if you don't use the methods that I'm about to share with you that I personally use during my cut. So when I started my cut, I was full on bulking. I was about 210 pounds, I believe. I was about 210 pounds. Yeah. 210 pounds, full on bunk, bulking. I was a little bit fluffy, but I had put on a lot of muscle mass in preparations for, for this cut. And so, you know, we started my cut. We started right away with almost like an hour of Stairmaster every single day. We did a massive calorie deficit. And mind you, um, just to keep in mind, I'm six foot four. I was 210 pounds when I started this cut. And I think we, my maintenance calorie was 3000. And then we went down to like, 2300 calories off the start just straight from the start so right away i was hungry i was i was hungry immediately and i could feel it and it was back in the day when i wasn't vegan so the foods that i'm going to share now are not the foods that i eat because obviously i've been whole food plant-based for nine years now but it was chicken rice broccoli hot sauce or mustard that was all i was allowed to eat every single day for five to six meal a day the only difference was my breakfast which was oatmeal blueberries peanut butter and a protein shake or um, a bunch of egg whites. Can't believe I used to eat all that thinking about it now it makes me feel sick, but that's basically how I used to eat for my bodybuilding show. We did a massive calorie deficit. We were right away doing a ton of cardio off the bat an hour every single day. And as we progress along, he started adding more cardio. And I think over the course of the 12 weeks, we went down to about 1,600 calories and we're doing about an hour and a half to two hours of cardio every single day, like six to seven days a week. Um, and I was feeling, I was feeling weak. Um, and I was tired. I was hungry. I was grumpy. And at the end, towards the end of the cut for my show, because all I could eat was chicken, rice, broccoli, and oatmeal and egg whites for breakfast. Oh, sorry. I'll go back to this. Because I was so limited in the foods that I was allowed to eat, my coach would give me a a cheat meal, right? Not a cheat day, a cheat 
meal that I was allowed to have on the weekend. And because it was so restrictive, when it was my cheat meal, I was like, I only get one meal. I'm going to make this meal count. <laughs> and this meal might last a little bit longer than a normal meal would. And so when I would have my cheat meal, I would eat like a box of donuts. I would eat a pack of cookies. I would go to Subway and buy sandwiches. I would drink like uh, chocolate milk at the time. Like I would make the most out of that meal. And I won't lie to you. Those meals were probably like four or 5,000 calories for the meal. And knowing what I know now, I was completely sabotaging my deficit for the whole week just within one meal because it was so restrictive that my brain was trying to seek diversity and I really wanted to eat other things. So that's a lesson we'll talk about after the story, but like diversity is very important. If you're really, really strict and you allow yourself to have those cheat meals, like you're more likely to go off track and to go overboard. But I would have a cheat meal. I would go nuts and then I would go back the next day to being eating really plain, boring food. And then the next weekend I would have a cheat meal. And eventually it was like, you know what, man, you can't have any cheat meals. And I was about a month out from my show. So I was just eating the same thing literally every single day. I was doing an hour and a half to two hours of Stairmaster every single day. I was strength training on top of that. My calories were really low. I was sleeping like shit. My sex drive went away. I would have rather eaten a muffin than have sex. That's how much my libido was gone at the end of my prep. I wasn't feeling good. And for anyone that's ever competed, your libido goes away as you get closer to to stepping on stage simply because you need some body fat for your hormones to be healthy. And if you don't have a lot of body fat and you have very little of it, you're, you're not, your hormones are not going to be, uh, doing what they're supposed to do. So your sex drive kind of goes away really quickly. You would much rather eat a muffin than, than have sex. I can, I can promise you that. And so, you know, towards the end of the show, you're getting dehydrated, right? You're cutting out your water. You're cutting out all your carbs one week before the show. And I stepped on stage. I look phenomenal. I think I finished like fourth out of 15 people for my first show. I was really excited about it. And then after the show, I went to the restaurant and that's the, it's a typical thing after you step on stage to just go to a restaurant, eat whatever you want after. And, you know, I ordered a burger and some fries and I took a few bites of it and I just like fell asleep at the restaurant because I was so tired. I didn't want to eat anything. My body was so drained. And when we did my body fat testing, I was about 4% body fat. Like you could see the striations in my stomach, like the veins crawling up my stomach. You could see the striations in my muscle, the attachment of muscle fiber. My butt cheeks were striated. Like you could see veins. You can see I was basically an anatomy chart at that point. I had very little body fat. And so, yeah, my, my energy was drained. Mentally, I was done with restricting myself to that extent and severely under eating because um, I had to right to continue pushing the boundaries of getting that low in body fat because the main thing that people don't think about is when you want to get lean, there's a certain level of leanness that's healthy. And then past that, it's not healthy anymore. You actually start to have to start to fight your body's natural urge to want to retain some body fat. So again, it could keep your hormones healthy. You can keep functioning like a normal human being. And if you want to get that lean to step on stage, you have to go past what your natural instinct is of wanting to retain some body fat. So you really have to fight yourself and it requires a tremendous amount of discipline. And that's why most people, when they get close to the show, like they're really cranky. I was really cranky. I think I, I, I broke one of my phones because I got a notification maybe one week out. Like it's just a ding from my phone and it just set me off and I threw my phone. Like you're really short tempered because your body is in 
survival mode, basically. You know, there might be people listening to this that have steps on stage and, and that love it. And that's great. I'm happy for you. I was just not a good experience for me. And I didn't enjoy um, doing that to my body. And so, yeah, I managed to lose 50 pounds in three months. So show day happens. I step on stage. It's great. I go to a restaurant. I order a burger and fry, which I've, I've wanted for a long time and I couldn't have ate a bit of it, fell asleep. The next day, the next day, there was no more structure. There was no more guidance. And then from there, I just went crazy. I literally ate everything I could eat nonstop. All I did was eat, 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 eat. I was so hungry. There was like, it's like my stomach had no bottom, right? It was bottomless. I could just eat, 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 eat. And I would never feel full because I had three months of really intense dieting. And next thing you know, I think the next day, I put on 15 pounds, which to be fair, a lot of it was like glycogen because I cut out my carbs for a week. A lot of it was water retention because I did cut out my water. So I put on 15 pounds. I was like, all right, cool. A little bit of glycogen and some water. That's okay. But then as the week progressed, like I couldn't satisfy the deep hunger that I had inside of me. And my brain has such an unhealthy relationship with food that, um, because to me, the only way I knew how to get lean was to eat specific foods. And now I didn't have any structure to retain that. So I just ate, 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 ate. And the next thing you know, I woke up a month later and I literally had uh, titties and a belly. And I was like, whoa, I had a six pack 30 days ago. And now it's literally all gone. And I put on the 50 pounds in one month. And so that was a very interesting experience because for, for multiple reasons, um, I didn't, I didn't have guidance after my show, right? My coach was like, cool, you're done. Great. You're done your show. We did what we're supposed to do. And there was no like process after like, how do you rehab rehab to go back to living like a normal person, right? You're not going to stay stage shredded all year round. And so I want to share the little things that I've learned throughout that experience. And the reason why I don't do the things, why I don't do these things anymore and why I coach my members in a different way. One of them, it was so restrictive in what I was allowed to eat that I just wanted to eat everything else, right? But I felt guilty if I was, if I wanted to eat something else that was on the plan that my coach gave me because I felt like I wasn't honoring the plan. I felt like I was disrespecting the plan in my coach. And so I just stuck with it, right? Because if someone gives me a game plan, I will follow it to a T. But the thing is, as humans, we're wired for diversity. I, I did a podcast with Dr. Michael Greger. And we, he talked about certain scientific experiments that happened where um, people are just seeking diversity. They don't want to eat the same food all the time. If you, th if you think of like yourself eating a bunch of strawberries and you eat strawberries constantly, like you eat a whole container of them and you eat another container, eventually you'll be like, you know what? I'm kind of sick of strawberries. Like I don't want to, I want to eat something else, right? Our bodies are wired for diversity and I didn't have that diversity. I was, I was literally eating chicken, rice and broccoli all the time. So my gut microbiome sucked and it took me three years to put it back into a healthy place. But that's another conversation. There was no diversity in there. And then every time I wanted to eat something that was off the plan, I felt guilty. Like I was eating something that I wasn't supposed to, like it was the forbidden food. And then I've learned throughout my years of study and from coaching people that you're allowed to have some of these foods. Like if you want to have a little bit of chocolate in your meal plan, you want to have a little bit of vegan ice cream, like that's fine. Make it fit in your calories, enjoy it. So you don't mentally 
screw yourself up and think that it's a bad food that you shouldn't be having it, right? Ideally, don't make it the majority of your calories, but if you have a little bit of it, it's fine to have some ice cream because it's going to keep you mentally sane. You have it, you're good, you move forward instead of restricting yourself really strict and then eventually you just binge on it because you feel like you can't have this thing and you can't hold off anymore. You can't, you're putting so much discipline into not eating a vegan ice cream that eventually you just end up eating the whole container. Like it's better for you to have a bowl you know, every few nights a week than it is for you to eat a massive container because you just try to hold off for so long, right? So there's no variety. There was no flexibility in the food that I was able to eat. And second, it was so, it was such a drastic cut in my calories at the start. I was doing so much cardio that it drastically slowed down my metabolism. I lost a lot of muscle mass throughout the process, right? Like I lost 50 pounds to step on stage. I probably could have lost like 40 pounds and retain 10 pounds of muscle, but it didn't happen because we went so fast that I lost a bunch of muscle because what your body does is only job it's survival, right? So if you remove a ton of energy input coming in, your body goes like, okay, how am I going to survive on this low amount of food? Not knowing how long I'm only going to have access to this low amount of food, right? Your body doesn't know that there's grocery stores around you. It thinks you're in the freaking desert and you have to, you have to find the food that you're going to eat. So how do I survive on this, right? Well, we need to cut down on things that are costing us a lot of energy. Fat and muscle mass is something that requires a lot of energy to maintain. You don't need that much muscle mass to survive on a day-to-day basis. So your body's going to start burning through muscle mass and fat also. But the thing is, if you're losing fat and muscle mass, you're, you're, your body composition is getting worse because you're literally lowering the two variables that make a shift in body composition. So I was losing a lot of muscle mass and fat, drastically slowed down my metabolism, which made it so that at the end of the three months when I lost the 50 pounds, because there was no structure to re-increase my metabolism, as soon as I started eating, my body was like, yes, more energy, store, 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 because we don't know how long this is going to last. I was basically in a little starvation mode. My body was just storing fat, and that's why I was able to put on 50 pounds in one month. Now, what we do for our members is we do something called reverse dieting. So you get it, you need to get out of your dieting slash fat loss phase, right? There's a process to that where you slowly and methodically re-increase your food on a weekly basis, depending on how your body is responding. And you slowly decrease your cardio as you progress in a reverse diet to allow your body to catch up for your metabolism to speed up. There's no way to crash speed your metabolism. It minimum takes three months, depending how long you've been in deficit, depending how long you've been in a, in a fat loss phase, it could take three to six months. But on average, what we've seen for our members in three months, we're able to add a thousand plus calories to their daily food intake to maintain their new fat loss. So if they lost 50 pounds, they can keep the 50 pounds off, but eat a thousand more calories than when they were at the end of their cut, right? So that's what happened when you have the structure. Because I didn't have the structure, I put on 50 pounds in one month and it literally took me three years to lose it again. And I'll share with you why in a little bit, but it took me three years to lose the weight after. And so having that guidance post fat loss is the reason why our members are able to lose the weight, keep it off and eat a lot of food. And people that don't do that is the reason why they're yo-yo dieting so much, right? Like I yo-yo dieted for a long time after that, those three years. I was just yo-yo dieting constantly because I didn't know how to get out of that deficit. I was like, great, I know how to lose weight, but how do I keep it off, right? The science wasn't there yet. There's no technique for it yet. So reverse dieting is, is definitely the key for that. Now, there's two other psychological factors that um, were really powerful to me through, through this experience. One of them is because that was the first time in my life that I had this much success with transforming my body. So what happens when you have success in one area, 
your body associates the way that you did the actions that you took and the journey that you took to that success and your brain thinks it's the only way to get there. You think that it's the only path for you to lose the weight. And so my head, every time I thought about losing weight, because obviously I had put on 50 pounds in a month, my brain was like, okay, if I want to lose the weight, I have to go back to eating really plain, boring food and having to be really strict and not very off of the plan. And it gave me so much anxiety because like, I don't like eating this way. This is not sustainable. This is not fun for me. I don't like eating the same shit every day. And that my only variety was either hot sauce or mustard because they both have zero calories. So every time I thought of fat loss, it just made me anxious. And every time I thought about following a strict plan like that, my body would just go to straight to binging and I would go and I would go eat donuts and I would go and eat cookies and I put on even more weight. And then I would go a few months where I'd feel bad about putting on some weight. And I'm like, I really need to lose. I really need to do something about it. And then I think about dieting and I go back to eating the same thing that I was eating before. And then I do it for a few weeks and then done. I, I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't be that strict anymore. I would just go back to binging and I put on some even more weight. And it was a cycle. It was a yo-yo cycle like that for almost three years before I was able to mentally improve and improve my relationship with food where I could be like, okay, there's a different way to do this. There's something called flexible dieting where I, as long as I hit my calories and my protein, I'm going to be able to see some fat loss. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just track my food. Let me just hit my protein every day. At first I wasn't filling it with the healthiest food because that's what I wanted, right? Like I, I was done with being strict. And so I ate a little bit more shit food, but I stuck with my calories and I hit my protein and was able to lose some weight. And I was like, wow, I'm able to eat whatever I want and I'm still losing weight. And I did that for six months and I lost some weight. And so I do want to share the initial story that led me to losing that weight. Um, I was about 240 pounds at that point. I was driving to the gym and I hit a speed bump and my, my chest, my boobs, which continued bouncing after I passed a speed bump and my stomach kept jiggling. And I was like, yeah, I don't think it's supposed to jiggle that long after I passed the, the, the speed bump. And so that was when I was like, yeah, I, I really need to lose weight. I really need to do things differently. Fell into flexible dieting, started tracking my food and my protein. And I was actually able to lose some body fat by eating shit food, hitting my calories and my protein. And I did that for a while until I, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I lost some weight. I haven't been, I've been eating terribly. I had so many pimples. My skin was terrible. My digestion was terrible because again, I was eating terrible foods. And then I realized, okay, I can lose weight eating terrible foods as long as I hit my calories and my protein. And that's one aspect, like physically I am transforming, but internally I feel terrible. So that's when I started shifting the quality of my food. And then I started shifting the quality of my food, the more I shifted the quality of my food, but stayed within my metrics, the better I felt. And I was still losing weight. I was like, okay, great. I need to find that balance now. Like, let me eat as much healthy food as possible so that I feel good while I'm losing weight and I can improve the quality of my skin and my digestion. And then when I do want something, let me just make it fit in my metrics. And then once I'm done eating it, I just go back to eating healthy food. And that's what I did. And after three years, that's when I was able to have some balance. I was like, cool, I've been able to improve my relationship with food because I lost the weight eating terrible food. I kind of got it out of my system for almost three years. And now I transitioned to like, okay, it's actually painful for me to lose weight while eating terrible food because I'm losing, but I don't feel good every day. I feel really lethargic and tired. And I was really gassy because my stomach wasn't feeling well from the terrible food I was eating. Started shifting my foods and I was like, oh, this feels good. I feel so much better when I eat clean whole foods. 
And then it, it, it became painful to not do that. And so obviously when there's pain, we run away from it. So I was eating healthier foods and just including some of this bit more processed food um, in my diet when I wanted them. And then now it transitions to me following a 90 to 10% rule. So 90% of my calories are from whole foods. 10% will be from a little bit more processed food. If I want some vegan ice cream, I'm going to have some vegan ice cream. Still to this day, every cut I've ever done, I will allow myself to have whatever it is that I want. Obviously, as long as it's vegan, because I've been vegan for nine years. Um, and then I make it fit my calories. And I just continue eating whole food for the rest of the time. And I've been able to achieve incredible transformation. It's the same thing for our members. We obviously build them a meal plan that is whole food plant-based as highly tailored to them. But if they want to have something, they want to go on a date night, they want to cook food at home. And sometimes it's a beyond meat or they don't want to have some ice cream. It's fine from time to time, as long as it's not taking the majority of your food for the day. All right. And so that was a big lesson for me when I transitioned. The other part that I wanted to, to share is when you get that le- when you get to that level of leanness, there's a thing that people never talk about, right? Everyone says like, I want to, I want to get like really lean. I want to get like stage lean. I want to look like the people on the magazine. So here's the downside to that. Once you reach that point, first you realize that it won't change anything, right? I personally thought that once I got that muscular and that lean to step on stage, that I would be more confident, that I would feel like a different person. And I didn't. I was still the same insecure little kid that I was when I was bodybuilding. Um, I was just, I just had a six pack, <laughs> right? And over the years, I realized that like the internal work is the thing that makes you feel better. It makes you feel more of like a man and makes you feel like a newer person and the better version of yourself. It's the internal work, not the external work. The gym is there to help you build discipline into your life and to help transform your body. But you know, you have to do the internal work or else it's never going to go away. But the thing is, once you reach that body, it now becomes your, your standard comparison point. So if you do put on a little bit more body fat and then all you remember in your head is when you were that lean and you're always comparing yourself to that, that's extremely unhealthy because when you get to that level of leanness from the people you see on the magazine or when you step on stage for bodybuilding, you can't sustain that all year round as much as this stereotypically looks nice like it's not healthy the the women especially the women that compete and that step on stage they can't have kids if they stay that lean all year round they don't have their period anymore because their hormones are all out of whack because they don't have enough body fat to keep their hormone healthy same thing for men like if you stay that lean all year round your sex drive goes away right so you can't sustain that all year round it's just not healthy so it's a little bit better to have a little bit more body fat on you where your hormones are balanced and you're feeling good I'm not saying go to 20% body fat as a man, but like you can say like 10 is still pretty lean. I, I sit around 12 to 13% body fat currently. And that's when I feel my strongest. Like I don't personally don't like having a six pack. I just like, I just do it to document the journey when I'm doing a cut every single year, but I personally don't feel my best. I don't have as much energy. I don't feel as strong in a gym and I don't feel like I'm fully myself when I am that lean, I like to sit around 12 to, th- 12 to 13% body fat. That's when I feel like the Hulk. I feel like I can just conquer and lift anything and my clothes fit better because a little bit bigger, right? So when you get that lean, it kind of becomes your point of comparison. And there's an unhealthy aspect to that because you can't sustain that all year round. So I do want to invite you that if you have ever been that lean at one point in your life, consider, is it healthy? The point to which you're comparing yourself to second, is it sustainable? right? If you're, if you're, if you're 22 years old and you're going to school and you're living with your parents, for example, um, and you want to get that lean and spend that much time training, 
go for it. Like your level of obligation is very minimal, right? But if you're in your 30s, 40s, and you have obligation and you have kids or you have bills or mortgage, like you have other things to do, you don't need to train to that extent, right? I had to come to this realization as a point because I always I was always trained to be a top level athlete, whether I did bodybuilding, basketball, Ironman, whatever I competed in. But at the end of the day, if my intention is not to make a living out of that thing, why do I need to train for it as if it's my living? Because at the end of the day, it's taking time away from the things that are actually important to me, which is spending time with my fiance, building a beautiful family, building a business that's going to allow me to impact the world in a major way. To me, those things are a lot more important. So I don't train like an athlete as much as I genuinely do make a living out of fitness and out of me being me and what I've built. Like I still don't train like an athlete because I don't want to compete to that level. There's, there's very little, you don't make a good living being a professional athlete unless you're like a really, really, really top level. And honestly, I don't want to put the energy into that. And so for you, if you um, are working with another coach, that's not me. Cause if you're working with me, you have a very sustainable training plan and nutrition plan, and you can sustain this for the rest of your life. If someone's making you train like a professional athlete for you to lose the weight and it's so many training, so much cardio, and it's so strict on your nutrition, ask yourself, is this sustainable for the rest of your life? Like, are you getting, you're not getting paid to work out. <laughs> so why do you need to work out to that extent? You have other things that you need to do. And there's more things in my opinion that are more, that are important in your life than to be spending two, three hours in the gym every single day. I used to do that when I was younger. Like, it's just not a priority right now. I just need to be healthy, get to a level of leanness where I, I'm optimal for my health, where I know I'm not reducing the longevity of my life because I have too much weight on me. Keeping, keeping me healthy, reducing my risk of, you know, cancer, chronic disease, all these issues. And I feel strong and I feel good. That's all that matters to me. And so what I invite you to do is to reconsider what are the things that, that you're after, because I hope you don't have to go through the experience that I had to go through to like step on stage and be like, first, it's not going to solve anything. Second, it's going to become your point of comparison and it's extremely unhealthy. And then third, you won't be able to sustain it. It's just not sustainable to be that lean all year round. You want to get to a body fat level where you're feeling confident and you have energy and you're feeling strong and you're feeling good because we see it all the time with our members that come in that want to get shredded or get like really, really lean. For those that are not familiar with the term, we start decreasing their body fat and I tell them, hey, there's a point where we're going to decrease by 1% body fat and you won't feel like Superman or Superwoman. Tell me when that is. And then we'll decrease body fat. And like, I'm feeling good. And then two weeks after, once we notch it down 1% body fat, they're like, I don't feel as strong. I don't have as much energy. I'm like, great. Let's just go back to what you were at at that 1% and reverse diet from here, right? Because there's a point for everyone and it's different for everyone. We're like, if I go a little bit lower, I don't feel as good. I don't feel as strong. I don't feel like I have as much energy. I don't feel like as enthusiastic for life. Then once you reach that point, then reverse diet out of that and maintain that for the rest of your life, right? And then from there, you can get amazing results and get into amazing shape. But there's no need for you to get quote unquote shredded or super lean so that you can feel good or feel happy about yourself. So that's what I want to share from my story of losing 50 pounds in three months and gaining it in one month. It was a big eye opener for me. And that's why I coach my members the way that I coach them because I want it to be sustainable. I want them to have results. I want them to not have to worry about the weight coming back on after because we were equipping them with reverse dieting. And I want this to be sustainable for the rest of their life so that they're able to prioritize the things that are actually important to them. I do believe that once you master your body and you're able to transform your body and conquer your mind and your emotions of not emotionally eating of showing up when you don't want to this level of discipline 
will translate into other areas of your life, like your relationship with your partner, with your kids, with your parents, with your career, and any area that is important to you. And second, you're leading by example if you have a partner or kids, right? At the end of the day, it's one thing to tell someone to do something, but it's better to show them because then you're leading by example and it's a lot more powerful, right? So if you're someone that wants to lead by example, you want to get to that point where you're at a healthy body weight, a healthy body fat, you're feeling strong, you're feeling good, you're thriving, you're probably fueling yourself on a whole food plant-based diet, which is ultimately going to greatly reduce your risk of chronic disease, cancer, heart attack, diabetes. Um, it's going to reduce the inflammation in your body so you feel better on a day-to-day -day basis. You want to optimize your health, your body, and your environment. They want to invite you to do that. There's a link down below in the show notes where you can book your free coaching call. We're running an awesome promo right now. So be sure to book your call. Um, looking forward to chatting with you if you're interested, but I really want to help you crush the end of 2022 and start 2023 with a bang and get you to level up. Again, you can book the call there or you can just go on Instagram or Facebook and private message me the word level up. So I know you came from the podcast. We'd love to have a conversation with you to see if we'd be able to help you before you book a call if that's what's needed. But I would say massive thank you guys for listening to the podcast episode and I will see you in the next one. Ciao. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.